Hey guys, this is uh, Where's the Third Stooge at? This is Tyler and Chris, uh, here to take another hour of your time away. We're going to be discussing uh, probably the best NBA pastime, and that's Christmas Day games. Um, it's also good for me because I'm in the second round of the playoffs in my fantasy fo- football league, and he's got Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown going up against me tonight. So, good way to take off the edge, drink a beer, smoke a blunt, and we're going to go ahead and get started. So, let's start with this 12 p.m. Oh yeah. I still think that Christmas Day, with when COVID first happened and they were talking about postponing and whatnot, I still think Christmas Day would have been the best day to start the NBA season on. I think it's. So, okay, so this first game, Knicks and Hawks, a um, little background about me. I know a little bit about basketball. I played basketball. Um, I've kind of gotten out of it the last couple of years with work and kids and whatnot, getting back into it. Um, but so with that being said, we're starting with the Knicks and Hawks game. Uh, what's the point spread on that? Is Trey is Trey out for COVID? Is that what that was? Within like a certain time period. Yeah, and that makes no sense. I don't understand, you know, I have a nurse buddy who tells me all the time that numbers are up due to COVID cases and um, there's a certain amount of percent up and vaccinated. Um, I guess my thing is I think they should all have the same rules, vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, but that's not... Yeah, I mean, you know, I work, you and I work in a hospital and yeah, I mean, it's definitely, numbers are definitely up. Yeah, well... So I'm, I'm telling you, with Trey Young most likely being out and Clint Capella most likely being out, um, I personally think the Knicks are on the right track to kind of get back to that 90s. Okay, but for the Knicks, though, Rose, RJ Barrett, and New Orleans Noel are all out, too. Okay, so hold on a second. So New Orleans Noel... Nerlens Noel might be, yeah. Well, Nerlens Noel might be one of the biggest number one overall pick busts next to Kwame Brown. Yeah, I mean, he was never, 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 he
he, no. and he, when he was in college, he was a defensive. He was like a lesser version of Anthony Davis. He was better defensively, but he didn't have the Anthony Davis numbers offensively. He was a rebounder. He was the blocks. He was the rim protector. And, and they saw that. I mean, I, I don't think he's a bad player, but he's been a role player his whole career. True. I mean, I think I think Cleveland gave him a chance, but I think he just wasn't. He didn't. They thought he would develop that offensive set, but he just never did. He's, 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 yeah, he's, he's always been a defensive player. Okay, so where I'm at with this game, um, I, I don't think the league expected either of these teams to be below 500 at the point when this game was scheduled. I'm just going to go ahead and start that right there. No, because if you look at it compared to last year, I mean, this this was supposed to be one of the best games. Um, the Hawks is seriously underperformed considering their postseason run last year. The Hawks are three and six in December and lost the last game against New York, ninety-nine nine. Okay. Trey leads the league in fourth-ranked scoring offense. Okay, so the Atlanta is average is fourth-ranked scoring offense at eleven. I'm sorry, one hundred and eleven point five points per game. Okay, where they struggle at is their 24th ranked defense. They allow 111 points per game, so they're almost averaging what they score. So, you know, I mean, on paper, a lot of their games are so close that it comes down to to defense. And you know, I mean, we know that you know basketball. The last two minutes isn't about scoring. It is about if you have the lead, it is about. Playing defense and holding the lead. Yes. The problem is, is that in today's NBA, nobody plays defense. And... It has, it has seriously diminished, yes. <laughs> um, so, so, real, real quick. Knicks, you're good, you're good. So, real, real, real quick. You, it says the Knicks are favored by one and a half, right? Right. Okay, so I'm going to take the Knicks and the over. I think the Knicks win by at least eight. I think Julius Randle is now what the Lakers thought he was going to be when they traded him. And I just think Julius Randle is going to take the Knicks over the next four to five years back to that 1990s-esque Knicks that were just in the Eastern Conference Finals like almost every single year, it seemed like. Right, right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... I like the atmosphere of the Knicks basketball. Oh, obviously, it's Madison Square Garden is one of the biggest arenas to play in. Um, but recently, they just haven't been, you know, New York Knicks basketball. Um, where I'm at with them, they've been similarly disappointing this season as the Hawks. Um, especially this month, they're 3-9. and nine, uh, And their only wins are against San Antonio, which, okay, that's a little impressive. Um, Houston, but Houston and Detroit. That's, that's your only three wins this month. That's rough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but my thought with New York is, is that I feel like they're longing for playmaking with this Timber Walker experience. I mean, they it's already been deemed as a failure. He's already been in trade talks. He was benched at one point. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's horrendous. Yes, now well. Rose, now they got D. Rose sideline with injury. Um, they're already 26th in field goal percentage and 29th in assists. So, I mean, clearly playmaking is, is a big, big issue. And they need, they need to hit the trade deadline, and I feel like they need to go get somebody. Well, and I mean, Barrett, Barrett was what? The, 
Barrett was what, the number two overall pick three years ago? Who did you say? R.J. Barrett. He was the number two pick like three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, he was the number three pick. He went Zion, Jay, uh, Jay Moran, and then R.J. Barrett. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, R.J. Barrett still needs – I mean, that's what he was drafted for, was to be the playmaker, was to come in and create points off the ISO – um, he's really he's he's improved his shooting a lot. Um, I just think he just doesn't have that killer instinct. Um, So, with that being said, who are you taking in this game? I, these, okay, so these are the two worst teams against the spread. Ooh. So, I'm making my pick based on the shared hope with Trey Young being able to play. Trey Young swept the Knicks last season. Okay, he has their numbers. So, wait, do you have the Hawks covering? Even without Clint, you don't think Julius Randle is just going to go hog wild? No, because John Collins will cover it. I'll, I'll give you that that one. I just know Clint Capella is just a rebounding and defensive machine. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a big piece. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the rebounder. He's the wing protector. He's the 10-10 the guy. He's the double-double. You know what I mean? I get it 100%. But I don't feel like Julius Randle goes for 50 because he's not playing, though. No. Okay. Well, let's go on to the next game. I am, I am taking the under, though. I will say that. I will tell you that. I'm taking the under 219 because if, if Trey doesn't play, I don't think they either team scores by 100, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. I th- I mean, I still think the Knicks are going to win regardless of if Trey Young plays or not. I just think that the Hawks have underperformed this year. Um to an extent that I don't trust them. I don't trust them down the stretch. They give up too many points. Um, I think their third quarter defense is one of the worst in the league. It's either their third or the fourth, but they like just give up so many points. But okay, let's move on to the next one, which is probably probably the best game going on on Christmas Day, in my opinion. And that's going to be the Bucks and Celtics. Um, You, okay, so here's so here. Speaking on the Bucks and Celtics, here's why I think it's going to be the best game, and we're going to touch into the Lakers, Nets, and the Suns, Warriors next. So the Suns have a great core, and the Warriors. I think Clay's coming back, or is he coming back at the first of the year? I, I didn't think he was coming back till 22. Well, I know he's coming back this season, so it might not be till after the yeah, first I mean, of the year. Yeah, but I mean like next year, like yeah. Year, like, 
So, yes, the Warriors have Stephon, Green, or Stephon Curry and Draymond Green, and the Suns have their core in DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. And then the Lakers-Nets, of course, is a big game. But in terms of competitiveness, you had Giannis and the Bucks. Giannis may not play. Yeah, I'm going to go on the same route as you. I'm going to go on the assumption, just like Trey Young, that he's going to play. And and the Celtics have Jalen Brown. And, might I add, Isaiah Thomas is back on a 10-day contract, and he lit the fucker up. Yeah, no, he's with, he's with the L.A. Oh, shit, that's right. I don't know why I thought Celtics. That was a yeah, dumb comment. He's with the L.A. First of all, he had one decent game, and then last night, or the other night, he went over 11 and had like six turnovers. Hey, I didn't watch that game. I just watched the game where he blew up. Yeah, you can't. No, 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 no. The dude, the dude had one decent game in his debut, and then he shit the fucking bed. Now, with he that, I completely... Yeah, so once again, guys, you smoke too much weed, you make wrong comments. I was thinking of Joe Johnson because he was drafted by the Celtics, played for them in 01. Now he's back with them 20 years later. Um, yes, I think he hasn't played. I, I agree with you. Last, last night, Joe Johnson had a decent game. Um, I, I did share something on Facebook, something about his highlight. Um, he, he, did look, he looked like I saw Joe. Yeah. Um, but he's been dominating the, the big three leagues. So, I mean, I feel like he deserves it. And everyone wants to forget about Joe Johnson for the Hawks when Joe Johnson was shooting threes and the lights out of the gym and dunking on everybody. And that's why I think this Bucks Celtics game is going to be super big. If Giannis plays um, with Jalen Brown, and I know Joe Johnson hasn't played in a couple years, but the man can still play. I don't care how old he is. The dude's an old school ball. Yeah. Think about their core, and it's just that this this core that 
they won at a championship level is not playing together. Um, their defense has definitely taken a step back. The, the team ranks 16th in points allowed at 107. But the offense obviously makes up for deficiencies on that. I mean, you got Giannis is playing at an MVP level again. He's ranked top 10 in points and rebounds like he is every year. Um, my prediction for this, I'm thinking... Uh, the Celtics beat Milwaukee by 14 two weeks ago with Giannis playing. If he's held out here, if Giannis doesn't play, there should be no reason that Boston is not in this game. Shouldn't be. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If Giannis plays, I still feel like with Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, all these key players out, I do not see why they should not beat them once again. So, um, here... Yeah, okay, so here's so here so here's my thing on that. There's a reason why Giannis is the Greek freak. Cause it doesn't matter who he has around him. If he's in the zone, he's gonna drop fifty, he's gonna get twelve to fifteen boards, and he's gonna get two or three blocks. And that's if he's in the zone. If he comes out and plays like MVP Giannis, I don't care who he has around him, he could win every single game. Because there's nobody who's, what's he, 6'10", almost 7 foot, and can dribble and dunk. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is 7 foot. And I mean, he does have a shot. The handles are not that great. He's just so large. His strides are so long. So, hold so, so, and, and, and we're going to be getting... So, and here's my thing with that. We're going to get to the top five all time and the top five of, of this generation uh, coming up after these games. My thing with Giannis is the same thing with Tebow. Who cares if he can't dribble? He still wins fucking games. Like, if you're saying... I mean, I, I, I'm not taking from the man at all. Like I said, he's, he's, yeah, he's one of the best in this job. I mean, I'm not a spoiler alert. He's not in my top five. But, uh... Oh, no. What's he twenty? What's he twenty? What What's he twenty six or twenty seven? And he's won his first championship. If he can win two more over the next ten years and play at this level, he'll be a top five player of all time. He'll be up there with rebounds. Giannis, if. So hold on a second. So everyone talks top five percent and the other. It's not just about rings, but the rings help. I get it. One hundred percent, I get it. Trust me, you don't have to tell me. Isn't that it? But at the same time, when you got fucking uh, okay for, for reference, you got fucking Tom Brady with seven. But you're gonna you're gonna sit here and you're gonna put fucking you know, it's like putting him and Dan Marino on the same fucking. So hold on a second. So let me. So, so let's. Okay. So so if we're not leaving rings out of it, and we're kind of jumping the gun to this, if 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 we're not, if you're counting rings as an overall player's worth, then one didn't. Because it depends on the roster. I 
Yeah, and so that's <laughs> and so that's where I was going with that because people who only say, "Well, the rings are the only thing that matters." Well, if that's the case, then Robert no, Ori. They're definitely painted rings. They're oh, well. My whole point with that is if you, if the people who say that about the rings, they never include Robert Ori in the mix. But Robert Ori has eight or nine or ten right, rings. That, that's, that's, my that's my point. Robert Ori was on teams that were read by Kobe, by Shaq. By, you know what I mean? Like, he, was, he was the third, fourth best option at best. So, okay, so then, so then what about when he played for Houston? And one is two rings. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You can't discredit all his rings. But I'm saying you can't, you can't sit there and tell me that the man won all eight of his rings and if it wasn't for him, he, you know what I mean? No. He was, again, he was the third, fourth option at best. He rode fucking Kobe and Stack's coattails to get more rings. I agree with your statement, Houston. Like I said, you can't discredit all of them. But like I said, there are, there are rings that, that don't matter as much as others. No, I completely, I completely agree with that. There are there are circumstances that change the worth of a ring, like. Right, 100%. So okay, so so with that, we kind of got off track there. So let's go. You got the Celtics. I got the Bucks. I'm anticipating Giannis playing um, the next game, which is probably the game that you think's the best of the week is the Suns and Warriors. So you got the Suns core. Yeah, They're one of the best defensive teams. Yes. Number one ranked defense at only 101 points per game. Now, the other two teams I've I've rambled off have been 114 and 111. They're allowing 101. So. Numbers are four. They're number four in ranked offense at 111. So, like I said, there's a a 10 point gap there. That's how you win ballgames. So, so here, here's, here's how I'm making this pick. And this is uh, nothing to do with sports knowledge. Which I'm picking the Warriors on the fact that back in the day when my dad sold cars, Andre Iguodala worked at Green Toyota in Springfield and was a, like a car detailer in high school. 
and they used to do bets every Friday when they'd get their commission checks on how high he could jump. And one time I got to watch it, I met Andre Iguodala a very long time ago when I was a young kid. Um, and I've, I've always pulled for him since then. At, even in Arizona, um, when he went there to go play, um, I remember watching some of his high school games. Um, so I'm always pulling for him. I got the Warriors winning this game. I just think Steph Curry is just the best player in the league again. I mean, it's just he's got no Clay Thompson. He's gonna. He's been missing players throughout the year, and he just. Oh, well, he is, and he's coming. <laughs> he's coming, and he's coming something fierce. I'm telling you right fucking now, bro. Clay Thompson is about to just. Yeah, he's about to shock the world. <laughs> well, I know we got a topic on. I, I I I'm I'm with you on the fact that I think Clay Thompson is like Ray Allen. He's just a pure shooter, whereas Steph Curry is a flick of the wrist. Um, it's all touch. And I've been saying that for years. Clay, Clay, to me, when he had 37 points and two dribbles in one quarter, that that is the definition of a pure shooter. You stand in one spot, you move off the screens, and you pop and you shoot. Yep. So. Yes. Well, and that makes uh, Steph Curry more of a playmaker. He's more of a facilitator who can drop 40, 50 on you any night he feels like it. But that's the thing about Curry. So I got the Warriors because of my ties to Andre Iguodala. He definitely doesn't remember me. He probably doesn't even remember my dad. But I bet you that if he if he ever heard this, he'd probably be like, oh, shit, I remember doing those jumps and whatnot. So I got the Warriors. Who do you got in this game? See that the one and two? Oh yeah, easily because. See, I've taken I've taken the over on the first two games. Um, I'm taking the under on this one. You got two great defensive teams. Um, I think they're really gonna 
make you work for that shot. So I'm going to take the under on that, but I do have the Warriors winning. Um, I think they're going to win 102 to like 98-ish, kind of around there. Um, now the last game, which is a game that I am not looking forward to watching. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about LeBron James because LeBron James will never win a championship again. Ever, ever, ever. I do not care what anybody says because he has yet to win a championship. Now, I'll give you the Cleveland one. He did have Kevin Love, and he had Kyrie Irving. And Kevin Love, I think, was still on his double-double kick, always getting double-doubles, solid all-star player. Uh, Kyrie Irving was relatively young-ish as a point guard, but he's more of a shooting guard scorer. Still, still one of the best ball handlers to ever touch the ball. Still one of the best ball handlers to ever touch the ball. I agree with that. Yeah, give, me, give me started on his talent level that he's had. Now, now, the one thing I will say is people judging him based on his actions outside the court when it comes to mental issues and stuff like that, they have no right to judge. Nobody knows what each individual is go, going through. So, yes, I think Kyrie Irving's a distraction to the Nets because he's not on the floor playing. And I think that they've conceded to allowing him to play on the, on the away games. But my whole point with that is this whole Lakers metrics and this Nets core, it just doesn't work out. You have Kyrie, who needs the ball all the time. You need James Harden, who needs the ball all the time. And you need Kevin Durant who needs the ball all the time. The only thing about those three is Kevin Durant's the only one who's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Kevin Durant might be the best all-natural scorer. You don't think James Harden goes into the Hall of Fame? Nope. I do not. I do not think... That man had the longest stretch of 30-plus points in a game. Yeah, but hold on a second. How does that get you into the Hall of Fame? If you put... Anybody on the court and said shoot it 30 times a game, they're probably going to score 30 points. Well, he he was not able. Well, okay. So okay. Oh, yeah, well, the thing is, is you're talking about his his consecutive streak of 30 points. You're talking about Russell Wilson being the worst player, but he's got the most triple-doubles in NBA history by a lot. So that's why I don't think James Harden... Like, uh, Russell Westbrook is the... That's what I'm getting. Like, he's a pass. He's a stat batter. I've said that for, for the last five, six years. He is the worst That's because James Harden doesn't play defense. No, no, I get that. No, 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 it's not. Russell, Russell West, Westbrook coming out of UCLA should have been more of a shooting guard. That's what he should have been drafted for. Okay. Well, hold on a second. 
Michael Jordan couldn't shoot. He was not a good shooter. When you're talking about from the three-point line and on, he was not a good shooter. No, three-point line, yeah, but because what? Back then in the 80s, late 80s, 90s, early, even early 2000s, that wasn't a part of this NBA game. They still had, hold on a second. They, you, were, you were a rare specialty in the 90s. Like a Steve Kerr, I get that. But with that being said, you're talking about stats and everything. James Harden only has stats. He doesn't. He doesn't play defense. He's never taken a team by himself to a championship. He's never been able to go over the hurdle. And I'm not saying Russell Westbrook has, but Russell Westbrook's done just as much as James Harden in that department. That's what I'm saying. So, if, if, so that's, that's exactly my point. If he's done just as much, but Russell Westbrook belongs in the Hall of Fame, and James Harden doesn't. I didn't say Russell Westbrook. I said Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant will be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. Obviously, he's already Hall of Fame. The point that I made was Kevin Durant is the best all-natural scorer of the basketball that the NBA has probably ever seen. He's Giannis with dribbles. He can shoot the three, shoot fadeaways. He can post up. He can shoot free throws. I mean, he's the best all-natural scorer the NBA has ever seen. When it co- and and I knew he was going to be good coming out of Texas, and I really, I really wish him and Lamarcus Aldridge could have had one year together at Texas. They would have been the most unstoppable college team that has ever played the game. Because it was Kevin Durant came out, and then the next year Lamarcus Aldridge played at Texas, and then he came out for the draft. And I was just like, if they could have played together, it would have been amazing. Now, with comes to James. James is never going to win the champ- championship again. You cannot, and this showed with Jordan, you cannot try to be a GM of a team and play on the court with them. Because there's a lot of players that LeBron James pushed out of L.A. that are now solid players elsewhere. He just didn't want to help develop them. And he would probably have a best forgotten, left out um, type thing. And that's kind of where he is at in his life. And that's, that's where Westbrook is at. He's, he wants the ball, but he needs to play more of the Chris Bosh role. Where Bosh is there to get 10 to 15 points a game, pick up the slack if other people are struggling, but he's there to get boards and play defense. So for Westbrook, he doesn't need the triple-double. He could get 10 assists and 10 boards a game, not turn the damn ball over, and the Lakers might actually be good. But the Lakers are garbage. Absolutely garbage. And I'll let you take this from here, because LeBron James just gets my blood boiling. I hate the fact that people think he's the best of all time. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about him. I don't, I don't need to. Um, look, I mean, Los Angeles is on a 3 game losing streak. Uh, all the defeats coming by an average of 14 points, okay? LeBron James has never done that this career. That stretch followed three straight wins that the Lakers strung together to bring back just a final. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... I mean, Los Angeles, is, 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 they're just slipping. Like, they're 10th in offense while their defense is 27. Like, they literally allow more points per game than they do average points per game. 
just, they're just horrendous. I mean, a lot of Lakers fans point that, like, okay, well, Anthony Davis can't stay, can't stay healthy. Uh, no, what else do I hear? Oh, LeBron can't do it all by himself, of course. Um, you know, you know, I mean, you, you, you hear all of it, but none of them want to admit that they, they, they fucked up when they didn't go get Jamal DeRozan. They fucked up when they didn't go get Kyle Lowry. They fucked up when they decided to fucking trade for Russell Westbrook. Yep. Or Westbrook, as I like to call him. Because he, I just, I cannot stand the guy. Well, and so... He's just a head case with a fucking basketball. Yeah, and so with he's that... So well, because he's trying to he's trying to make plays, and that's where West where Westbrook struggles. Because if Westbrook would just play the game he's asked to be playing, where it's don't turn the ball over, you could score a triple double every night if you want to. But we don't need you to shoot twenty five times a game. Let LeBron and let AD take the shots. You take the shots that are given to you. You make most of them, and the Lakers start winning. But they can't do it when he's turning the ball over two to five times a game, and he can't shoot the ball. And he should never be shooting threes. Who do you got in this? Shit. I got the Nets, and I don't care what the over-under is. I'm taking the under because the Lakers have been blown out in a couple games this past month where it's like they didn't even score 90 points. So, I'm taking the Nets. I'm taking the under. Okay. The Lakers are playing the version of the Nets that lost to the Magic at home, being like, you know, no Kevin Durant. Um, I I see that they cover this spread pretty easily. Uh, Even though Los Angeles... Okay, even though they have their own issues, James is still the best player on the floor. So, I, is he I though? Like, what? You really think that right now LeBron James is better than Kevin Durant? I just said in a Kevin Kevin Durantless game, when Kevin Durant is not on the floor, is he, he out for this game? Yes, he is very possible. Hey. Hey, until until he's actually out, I'm on the I'm being an optimist. I want to. S- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There, it's still likely to have a David, uh, Anthony Davis Lakers be a shorthand, much shorthanded Nets. Well, we're gonna see you how. Lakers. Well, you know, I'm gonna be excited if if KD's out and 80s out. I know Kyrie's not playing because it's a home game. Um, Westbrook sucks. That's not really a factor. I'm kind of excited to see the James Harden, LeBron James exchange when it comes to shooting and points and scoring um, and kind of going that route. Um, So this is going to lead us into probably what I'm most excited for in this show, and that's going to be our top five. Top five of this generation. We're going from 2000 to this year, 2021, and then the top five all time. So we're at the top five. Um, so for me, for this generation, from what I've seen, from when I've watched basketball from 2000 to 2021, my top five in order is going to go Kobe number one, LeBron James number two, 
Steph Curry, number three. Shaquille O'Neal, number four. And I'm going to throw Dwayne Wade in, number five. And my reason is Shaq couldn't shoot free throws. He was the most dominant center man in the game, but he couldn't shoot free throws. Hacky Shaq was a huge thing. I think Steph Curry is the best shot creator that the NBA has ever seen when it comes to creating your own shot, creating shots for other players. LeBron James, as much as I don't like him, even though he played for the Heat and I'm a diehard Heat fan, I don't think he's he's lost too many championships to be considered one of the top three greatest of all time, which is why Kobe's ranked ahead of him in my generation. I think Kobe... Even though there were so many issues in the mid two thousands with them trading Shaq and then or what, 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 whatever happened with Shaq and then Kobe saying he wanted traded, they weren't doing this, and then they got Pau Gasol. I think he really solidified himself as the greatest of the generation and one of the greatest of all time. Okay, so here, here here's my top five. Okay, and this is for your generational, right? Yes, this is from 2000 to 2021. Okay. I also have Kobe as my number one. I also have LeBron as my number two. Uh, My number three is actually Katie. Really? Yes. Um, And you, I mean, you you said it yourself earlier. He... He can do everything. There's no, there's nothing. I mean, he can. He, he goes to the free throw line. He can shoot. He got you off the dribble. He's got a nasty ass pump fake. He can take you on the isolation. He can out. You know what I mean? He, he he's just a freak of nature to me. Um, not to mention the dude tore his Achilles and is about to come back. And oh, ding dong, uh, Clay Thompson. I'm telling you, they, 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 when they come back from an Achilles tear like Kobe did, the, it's, it's the passion, it's the heart. It's hard, it's hard yeah. to do that. Um, I have number four, Steph. Um, and actually, I don't have Shaq in my top five. Um, he's actually number seven. I actually have Tim Duncan as my number five. So, okay, so I was actually going to bring, those are my... My honorable mentions, you know, I think Tim Duncan and Dirk Nowitzki. Yes, Dirk, Dirk is my number eight, along with KG. Well, I, I, I have some honorable mentions along with D-Wade, Dirk, KG, Chris Paul, and Shaq. So that, that would round out my top ten. My, my only reason why I put Wade in the top five of, the, of this generation is because he's the reason the Heat won their title in 06. The dude... He's the only reason. He had the most... I mean, in my opinion, one of the most unbelievable finals ever. I mean, they were down oh, yeah. one. Oh, two? No, not to mention the dude got... You don't even start on doing weight, but the dude got robbed of an MVP. Yep. Because a lot of people, when I, when I say he's a top three uh, shooting guard of all time, people look at me like I'm fucking nuts. And I'm sitting here trying to tell him, no, he, he, he does have an MVP because... If you look at it on paper, it's absolutely absurd. The dude was averaging 30 points a game. Yep. And didn't get MVP. Who who, who got it that year? Was that the year Kobe got it? 
Was that the year Kobe got it? No, that was the year that. Oh man. Uh, Either way, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, our list aren't too. I only have Shaq in there because, I mean, I'm of course I'm thinking of his 1990s with the Magic. I know we said gen, like generational, but I mean, he was still a force even with the Heat when he was in the game, when he was on the Suns, when he was in the game, when he was in the Celtics, when he was in the game. I mean, the dude could still play. He was just so old; he couldn't run up and down the court. He couldn't shoot free throws. He was he was a liability in transition, but. As a player for the Lakers in the early 2000s, I mean, he was unstoppable. Not even Tim Duncan could stop him. The dude ate people alive. But that's where those lists yeah, okay. a little bit vary. But that's where this, this top five... This is a stat I like to throw at people that tell me I don't know Dwayne Wade is as, as good as I do. No, the dude was my idol. The dude was my my go-to like that's who I wanted to play like okay this is one of the stats that I throw at people in spite of posting one of the highest PERs in NBA history okay and that's kind of like war in, in, the, yes. the MLB, in the MLB right and being arguably one of the three best players of his generation has never won an MVP award yeah, and I think that's why most people don't put him in that conversation because he's and never that, won an MVP. mind-blowing to me. Yep. Well, okay, so that's going to lead to, oh, man, an even bigger, bigger discussion. Okay. This top five all-time. Because I don't care what all you LeBron fans say, Lucas, you can suck my dick because LeBron James is not the best of all time. He's... Very close. He's, he's never won a championship... Where he didn't recruit people or go somewhere and recruit more people. Well, I'll give him Cleveland. I'll give him Cleveland. Well, because he didn't necessarily recruit Kyrie or Kevin Love. I mean, Kevin Love came cool, but I mean, they drafted Kyrie. I mean, he, you know what I mean? Whatever. So, I'll give him Cleveland. But the ones that, I mean, okay, Miami, I was a Miami fan. I, I, I respect the dude. I remember when we were but, in. What makes me so angry is the fact that people just so loosely throw it out there like they just put MJ on a back burner. Like, <laughs> have you never seen this man play? Well, so. It was like poetry in motion. So I'm going to say two, two, two things on that. So I remember when LeBron James signed with Miami, the next day we gave Connor so much shit in class. It was so funny. But with that being said, Kobe came out with a quote that I think really says how the NBA has changed over the last 25 years. And his quote was, back in the 90s, you had to be skillful and a magician with the way that you attacked the basket. Because if you just went straight head on for a dunk, you got your head taken off with no foul calls. Because there were they, they didn't call those fouls back then. So you had to be masterful and skillful when you attacked the basket and how you did it. And Jordan did that better than anybody. Now you go through and you get touched by a pinky, and they're like, oh, it's a flag. Or not flag, foul. And, you know, it's the dumbest thing ever. And that's why in my list, I got Jordan number one. And the stat that I'll use 
to just show how great he was, even in his early to mid-40s, just like Tom Brady, on his classic fadeaway jumper, in his two seasons in Washington, he shot 82%. He went like 142 for like 176 or 186 or something like that. I mean, it was absurd. For a man to be able to do that at that age in basketball, which is a young man's sport, to be able to do that, it's just that just proves why he is number one. And everyone can say, "Oh, well, in the okay, '80s." This, 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 this is this is where I'm at. Okay, this is this is where I don't honestly, and it may surprise people. I don't like to have this conversation anymore because it's like being a fucking dead horse to me. Like I can I can only explain this to so many people, and it just goes out one ear and out the other. Okay, I don't how like how much of an explanation do I need here? Okay. The man won three in a row. Listen, I want everybody to listen. This man won three in a row. Left to play baseball to honor his dad. Came back to win three in a row again to drop dick and say, I still can do this. I still own you guys. Then he came back one more time. And was the, one of the oldest players to average 20 points per game yep. and to score 40 plus in a game. Yep. No, I don't. No fucking question, okay? But I'm still going to remind you that he never played, okay? And this is a big one for you pop fans, okay? Because I know it's a, it's a big one. He's never played in a game seven in all six of his appearances. In the finals. That's yeah. That's weird. So he so that means he doesn't need to go to a game tying decision. He doesn't need to go to a game seven, right? Okay. He won defensive player of the year. LeBron's never done that. Along with his five MVPs, all six final MVP, finals MVPs. Like I just I, I can't. It's like you said. It's it's like beating a dead horse. But anyway, moving on. MJ won. I have, and I, you may have a, a different view here. I had Kareem in my number two. Nope, I have Kobe. I have Kobe as my as my number two because, okay, to me, I mean, you're I talking. One a, I get it. One A, one B. I, I absolutely get it. I mean, they're Kobe my number three, so I get it. One A, one B. They're but they're I, exactly I, the same I player. Discredit Kareem being the all time leading scorer and the inventor of the most lethal shot. In, in association history, like, I mean, the, the man skyhooked his way to 38,000 points, bro. Well, I mean, okay, I, so with that being said, and this is what everybody forgets, if, if Michael Jordan doesn't sit out for those 18 months and he plays those two seasons, because he played, he missed the 94-95 season, no, he missed the 93-94 season and then came back in the 94-95 season. And... If he doesn't do that, someone did the math. And if he averaged what he had been averaging, he would have scored, I think it was 40,000 points in his career. Right. And, you know, everyone talks about, and I'm playing devil advocate here because this is what everyone says. Oh, well, in the 80s, he never got out of the first round. It wasn't until he had Pippen and Rodman. You're right. But he didn't recruit Pippen. Pippen was drafted and then traded to the Bulls on draft night. And Rodman left the bad boy Pistons to go play in Chicago for their second 
second, was it second championship, third championship, or was it their second three-peat that he came over? It was one. Dennis, no, Dennis was there for probably, I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to say because I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, he was definitely there for the second run. But my point, um, but my point with that is, is Jordan didn't go out and recruit these players. He had the mentality of, I'm the best basketball player in this league. Y'all can suck my mean, dick. Because yeah, that's my point. I have pointed that out to so many people. Like the man LeBron, like I, I get it. Like Jordan, he, he definitely cried to the refs. He definitely was entitled. But at the time. He was the shrine. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to fight you on that. He feels that way now because he feels like he is the best player. But the difference is, is Jordan knew that he was the best player to ever play the game. He didn't need your fucking help. If he needed to take 50 shots a game, then he was going to fucking get the job done. LeBron's like, oh, hey, I need this guy. I need this guy. I need uh, I need all my friends to come. You know what I mean? No. Like, you either fucking get the job done or you don't. Well, okay, so here's so here's my thing. You've obviously watched uh, the, the Last Dance, and you've seen all that, and you probably saw the episode where there, he's um, shooting uh, the Looney Tunes. Um, what's the movie called? I can't think of the name. Space Jam. So he's shooting that, and they're telling, like, it's Reggie Miller and all these other players, Patrick Ewing, they're all going on interviews saying, like, you know what? He was one to play six hours of basketball after shooting 16 hours in the day. Like, that's the mentality that Jordan and Kobe have. They're going to well, outwork you. Because I've heard about Boss, he, he, I heard an uh, interview saying something about he got up early, thought he beat everybody to it. He goes to breakfast, and Kobe's already done fucking worked out eight, and he's going back to work out. Kobe, Kobe had absolutely. Kobe had this thing where if you came in the gym earlier than him one day, it never happened again. The second right. someone was in there before him, he was in there before they were the next day. And the man, the bond may be that way. You know what I mean? He, I, I'm not taking it from the guy. He's he's a great player. We will never fight LeBron James. I don't even think that his son's going to be as good as LeBron James. Not even close. You can't mimic that. No. But at the same time, like... So here... It's it's like apples and oranges to me. It really fucking is. So here, I'm going to give you... I got MJ, Kareem. I got Kobe at three. I got MJ... I'm sorry. I got Magic at four and LeBron at five. So here's where... Well, and Duncan came out in 98, and O'Neal came out in 92, so... Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But Shaq, I feel like, to me, we've had this conversation, Shaq is the most dominant big man to ever play the game, okay? Yes. He, he's, he's just a fucking bodyguard, like, that you just don't want to touch. But my point to everybody is, when I, when I explain this, and Shaq's dad has touched on this, when Shaq ended up retiring, he was in an interview, and he said... You know, what What do you think your your son's career? He says, you know, I think he was great, but I'm kind of pissed. So here, said, pissed. Why are you pissed? And 
they said because I, I don't know how many times I told him to go out to the driveway and practice his free throws. And it come out as an analytics that if he had made just 50% more of his free throws, he would be the all-time leading scorer. I do. I do remember seeing that. Now, here's here's the rest of my – I got my top five and I got my, my honorable mentions. Now, my honorable mentions, when I bring that up, is going to be where I think – the players end up because I got someone in there who's not a top 10 player all time, but I think he will end up as one when his career is over. So I got, I got Jordan one. I got Kobe two. I have magic Irvin Johnson. Number three. I have Larry bird. Number four. Here's an honorable bench. Okay. Then I have LeBron James. Number five. And then my honorable mentions, number six, this is, this is kind of my reach at the end of his career. I think Stephen Curry is going to be in that mix as the numbers top ten, potentially top five player of all time because of the way he plays and the way he plays the game. How just uh, absurdly I'm pushing it. I mean, especially those LeBron fans would tell you that. But, I mean, I, I, I see your point. Um, I mean, the man is clearly the best three-point shooter to ever see the game. He might be the best shooter to ever see the game. And he might... And we, we, we've touched on that. We've touched on that. I, he's, know, I, he's one of the best shooters. I've been a basketball fan my whole life. When you say shooter, I think of pure shooter. Ray Allen. Yeah, like, okay, so... Kyle so, Korver, J.J. Redick. Like, okay, so hold on a second. So, so don't... I, I know you just threw Kyle Korver in because he's a, he's a pure shooter by his motions and whatnot. But Curry, not taking from the man, not taking from the man. The, the the what you're saying is is you're going off of their form. I'm going off of their percentage. I'm going off of being a shooting guard, a shooter. Yeah. So I'm. So one second. So, so how how so how can you hold that against Curry? Because he's not a shooting guard. I'm not whatsoever holding it against him. I'm just saying when people tell me the best shooter, my basketball mind goes to pure shooters. It doesn't go to. I mean, even David Lillard, like Trey Young, they all like they they like look it in there. Like it's just it's not. So hold on a second. So let me put it this way. Does it matter in golf what your swing looks like? No. It no, only. Again, I'm, not, I'm not taking from the. No, no. That's my point. I, I can't give him his credit. He's clearly the best three point shooter of all time. He's not even like. He's, he's going to have another six, seven, eight years that he's going to play. He's going to demolish this record. Well, I'm telling you. I mean, he's already demolished the three-point record. But when it comes to shooting, if I had to pick a player to take a last-minute shot from anywhere on that court in the end, nope, I'm taking Steph Curry because Steph Curry's made more. If it's at the logo, I can see it. But if it's anywhere around that three-point line, I'm taking Clay Thompson. See, and that's where I'd like to see Steph and Clay get in a three-point shootout because I want to see who can make the most. I think that'd be really, really good. But after Curry, I go Wilts. Russell, Shaq, Kareem. Those are all my honorable mentions. We, all, yeah, we, we got the same number, same names. It's just kind of 
you're jumbled here, which is everybody. You know what I mean? They're, not everybody has the same list. No. That's what I try to tell people, too. Not, not everybody has the same opinion. Not everybody has the same hero. And it's okay. You know me. But I could not. Lies when people just loosely crown LeBron just the easily, no questions asked, the GOAT. Now, don't get me wrong. He's been to so many finals, but he's also lost so many finals. I mean, there's no point. Let me, let me, and this this is a little joke that I like to tell people, okay? You ask any woman, okay? You have a, you have two guys. One comes, they both come over. One comes over six times and produces six out of six times. You have another guy who's going to come over ten times, but he's only going to produce four. Which yeah. one are you going to call every time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? And, hey, I'm just it's, – it's the analytics. I'm, I'm taking the guaranteed winner. He has six final MVPs. He has proven that I can take control of this game. I am the best. No, I do – I do – I actually like that analogy because that's a really good way to look to look at it. Because I mean, it is. It's, it's performance. It's not how many times. It's like saying you can go to the Super Bowl thirteen times, but you only win two. Oh, but I've been there two or twelve times. Well, oh, that's yeah, just like fuck how many rings you got. That's just like the Bills in the early nineties. They went to four straight that's Super what Bowls. I'm No, no. Again, you, 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 can, you can try 14 times, but if you only win two, what's the, what, what are you bragging about? Well, and my, thing with, and my thing with the rings is if you're only going to count the rings as why LeBron James is the best, then there are so many other players that have more rings than him. No, no, but that's what... a very good argument that he's undefeated, that he's never been to a Game 7, that he has won a Finals MVP in every Finals. Like, there there are other arguments than just 6-0. Yes. No, but and that's... There, there is a very valid argument in his 4-9 and nine record, too. Yeah, no, that's... And, and that's why I think that Jordan will never be surpassed, because it does... I mean, he got cut from his high school basketball team. I mean, the mental fortitude it takes to get cut, to then come back the year after and say, I'm better now, and then go to UNC and be the star of the team, even though they had James Worthy. But he not only did that that time, he did it when he won three championships, went to go play baseball because his dad had passed away, and you know what I mean? His dad wanted him to play baseball. He said, shit, I'll give it a shot. Yep, and you want know what's funny is that if he had played that whole season before the three peat happened, they probably went four in a row. If he doesn't retire, uh, I guarantee yeah, I I've told people several times, and this is why I also don't. I say that the ring, like the rings, they're it's different what levels of how you weigh them. Because if you could also say, and hypothetically, obviously nobody can actually say this, 
But say that he never goes to play in baseball. I think he has like eight or nine rings right now. Yes. Then what? Then, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, and that's my point. Because then, because like, then the conversation is who's better. LeBron's not even like on his own other island. Well, and then like the conversation is who's better, Bill Russell or Michael Jordan? Because then the rings do matter, and then you're like, okay, well, who's better? And that's right. But uh, and, uh, that's another conversation for another time. Yeah. Like it, it depends on the era of basketball, and I feel like a lot of people. I feel like I, I hope a lot of people would understand that. Like yep. every era has their best player. Okay. Jordan was the '90s. You got Kobe in the 2000s, 2010s. Then you got LeBron, 2000. You know what I mean? Like I, I think this this last generation. I think it's Stephen Curry. Yep. No, like, I agree with that. And that's my other problem is I don't even think LeBron James has been the best of a generation yet. Like I said, you've got Jordan in the 90s. I think Kobe is from 2000 to 2010. And I think from that point, it's Stephen Curry. Um, yeah, no, that's Stephen a... Stephen Curry changed the game of basketball into what it is today. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean... And that's what I'm saying. That's generational talent. I mean, for someone to come out of college and being told he's going to be an okay player, but can he create his own shot? It's like he took that personally the way that Jordan would and said, you don't think I can do it? Fuck you. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to make the most three-pointers that anyone's ever made. And in 10 years, I'm going to be at this – I mean, I think he's going to be one of those players that when you look back, it's like he might be in the top five, top ten of all time. Because of how he is not just defensively as just a pest, but as an offensive juggernaut every single night. I mean, but that's but that's the thing. We get to the different eras. It just it goes differently. People grew up in different eras around different type styles of basketball. Right. I mean, um, like I said, everybody's got their own opinion. I'm just yeah. So <laughs> you know, we're gonna. We're going to end this show today talking a little bit of uh, fantasy football. Marshall and I are uh, talking to trade right now where I get Dak Prescott and he gets the potential number one rookie draft pick in our dynasty league. Um, Like I said, I am playing someone in the second round of the playoffs and have a first round bye. I'm not going to lie. I was in the first year of this league tied for the best overall record. I was rated as the best fantasy player. I scored the only uh, the only team to have 3,000 points scored in the season. I also gave up like the second least amount of points. And I'm probably going to lose this week. Because fantasy is all about luck. <laughs> and so it was one of those things yeah, where I... Hey, I'm calling it. I'm telling you. You're, you're losing this week. I already, I already gave Brady's pep talk. The biggest, the biggest mistake I made was I traded Cooper Cup to him to get some draft picks... And I got Terry McLaurin, and I got um, another – I think I got Miles Gaskin because I needed a halfback. And now Cooper Cup's going to be the reason I lose. He's going to score probably 35 points. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. That was extra dumb. Uh, well, at the, at the time, Cup was – it was one of those – it was like week seven. Is he going to fall off? Is this going to continue? I wasn't sure. I've made a, a lot of trades this season. It's really kind of worked out. We are going to be going into more depth. We're going to do a show uh, tomorrow. We're going to air it on Saturday. We're going to be talking about our fantasy football league that we have right now, um, kind of the playoff structure, 
Um, I think we've also talked about doing a fantasy league for this specific podcast, bringing on members of that league, talking matchups, you know, just basically talking shit. Um, but I'm going to end my my part of the show with I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Um, all the people who can't be with their friends, family, um, who are overseas, I hope that uh, you at least get to see them uh, soon. I hope you get to FaceTime them, whatever it is. Um, I feel for you guys. I appreciate you defending our country. Um, and, you know, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. I've, I've had a blast doing these first two shows. And, you know, hopefully we get to do a couple hundred more. Um, yeah, no, I hit it right on the nail. Um, I appreciate everybody that listens. Um, this has been a, a pretty fun time for us. Um, we're just getting the hang of things. We got some some things to work on, and uh, some things are going to change here pretty quick. Um, but I guess that he said we just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, um, especially my brothers and sisters overseas um, that I've served with and that continue to serve. Um, I know I know how that goes. Um, being away from family and, and that kind of stuff. It's not easy, but we, we get through it and we, we hold on to each other. So uh, we got your back and we hope you get home safe. I, again, I appreciate everybody listening and uh, we wish you a happy holidays. And we're looking forward to the next episode of the Fantasy Football. Should be a little fun. Hell yeah. I mean, sure. let's not get it wrong. Marshall was eliminated. He's... <laughs> But right now, the way our league works, if he wins this consolidation bracket, he gets the number one overall pick, which he traded to who? To me. So, which means that I'm probably going to take someone like Kenneth Walker, kind of solidify my my running back depth in our dynasty league. We're a full dynasty uh, year round. Uh, our league's awesome. I really love a lot of the guys. Even Kendall, the one who offers the most, the stupidest trades. And overvalues his players and undervalues ours. You know, I appreciate him being a good sport. Um, you know, I wish he would, you know, give us a chance, us people competing for some money to pick up some fantasy players. But I get it. It's a dynasty. It's, it's year-round. It doesn't ever stop. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, this is going to be fun. And uh, until next time, guys, thank you. Thank you.